Warning, background noise, baby screaming, baby mama drama, Brooklyn shootouts in this episode. Yo, yo, Steel Mighty Song Blaze here, representing Brotherhood 603, Celestial Beans. And when I'm in the mood to educate and celebrate, I tune in to my dude's cheese and Sir Love Day. I crush a lot of podcasts. Tune in or get slapped and they hope. Peace. Crush a lot podcast. You know we crush a lot. Welcome back. I'm your boy Cheese. And of course, Sir Love Days in the building. And we're here to do the long-awaited, never-duplicated, Crushy Awards 2017. Crushies. How was the New Year's for you? It's fantastic, you know. Kicking in with the family, saying nothing wrong with that. A lot of people usually do their awards towards the end of December, in the middle right. of December. Not us. We waited for the full year to be over. Yeah, we got to be sure because last year around and a couple of years before that, it's been a lot of people trying to be sneaky. Sneaky. Throwing in albums the last minute on Christmas Day when everybody's already recorded all their stuff and put it out there. You're going to get guys like Run the Jewels coming around and dropping stuff out of the blue. Tropical Quest, like, idea. you know, let's do this. Still didn't get nominated for a Grammy, but this is Crushy Awards. Uh, shout out to Sunblaze, Thanos, mm-hmm. RY for the new intro. Hope you like that new intro, guys. Let us know. Crush a lot podcast at gmail.com. Crush a lot podcast on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And mm-hmm. Crush a lot cheese over on Twitter because, you know, I'm not smart enough to do things all the same. <laughs> and at Sir Love Day everywhere else. Um, let's get right into it. We have a big list uh, to get into the Crushy Awards. Uh, full disclosure, this is just our our thoughts yeah. this could, could go to many people many artists and it's been a great yeah. year for music great year for a diverse mm-hmm. sound in hip hop if you like the trap if you like to turn up you, there's a lot to like if, yeah. if you're old school like ten, me and Sir, Le, Sir, Le, Sir Love Day tend to be yeah. um, we had good stuff there we kind of had the re- resurgence of underground hip hop bubbling mm-hmm. up and then about to be back in the mainstream so that's sure. an interesting thing for 2018 absolutely and we'll talk about that in the next episode uh when we talk about what we're gonna what we're looking forward to in yeah. 2018 so far we're pretty good the only one i gotta push back a little yeah. on the one one that you were looking forward to i was looking forward to was that bishop naru yeah and bishop naru dropped an album recently and it was not even close to anything that he released before and yeah. it was a little disappointing so bishop we're gonna have to call you out on that yeah, trying to make that money we hear you but you change your style too much go back to do spend the yeah, money so hopefully uh, we'll rectify that but let's get right into it crushy awards cheese sir love day shout out some blaze where shout we at out. first off album cover what was the best album cover of the year of 2017 oh okay well there. I don't know if the the art form of the art cover is a little lost mm-hmm. because we're not in the stores buying. Yes, we're digitally looking for. So if you're looking at anything at Daft Piff, it's horrible. We yeah. talked about this before. I ain't picking nothing from Daft Piff. You you guys have? Do you all use the same Photoshop, dude? <laughs> like I, same I, three guys. Same three guys. Same imagery. I, so I really look for things that are out there that are different that mm-hmm. catch my attention that lets me know. This project is different. Right. Or it's special. And those photos should not, those pictures, the, the art should not be, you know, slept on. Yeah. It makes it, I buy most of my albums like that. Mm-hmm. You know. So, 
for me, the uh, art cover that really caught my eye is actually one that wasn't too flashy. Right. It was one um, off a mixtape from Andy Mineo and Words Play. They dropped um, Magic and Bird mixtape right. this year. Um, and Andy Mineo in Words Play, it was very trap-heavy mm-hmm. uh, album. But the uh, album cover gave me an idea of what I was getting in for. It was right. an old-school Magic versus Bird. That was the name of the mm-hmm. album. Basketball was like the theme. So they're dressed up in old school coach yeah. apparel of baggy baggy slacks dress mm-hmm. shoes um, and it was I thought it was hilarious they had like an old uh, price tag on it that was all okay. beat up and folded so it right. looked like it was coming out from a, a, a time where tapes and CDs were still prevalent yeah, and I just liked the whole idea of this old school NBA Jam mm. type style, and the whole show. I mean, you know, I did go to their concert when they're in New York. Um, shout out to uh, Ray Rock, friend of the show. Um, you know, seeing him doing his thing, I always got to do it. So, the whole theme of the album correlated with the whole theme musically, right. artistically, merchandise, and tour. And that's mm-hmm. the way it should be done. Like this album is an experience. It's different than what else you're gonna get from Andy and Words right. Play. But I, I just like the idea of everything connected, the minor league mm-hmm. stuff. So it was just like if you hear the baby crying, that's how I do it because my baby cries sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I just like that whole idea, um, and it was refreshing because I can't think of another project came out this year that had a theme stuck to it and everything was around this theme mm-hmm. and I you know kudos to them and even their promotion for the album was all based on right. this um, old school Same NBA jam basketball stuff and it's just fun mm-hmm. stuff and I'm not into trap heavy I have my thoughts on the album but I did listen to it a lot and um, it was just creatively very very interesting and I salute them for that that was my art cover of the year right. what do you guys sort of love that and for me it's uh, Joey Joey Badass All American Badass uh, you don't mean Joey Lawrence, Lawrence from Blossom no I do not mean Joey Lawrence whoa whoa I mean <laughs> Joey Badass I mean uh, this particular cover what really stuck out for me is the details of it um, you could look into it and try and see why he's in a particularly old what looks like an old Chevy uh, why he's in this old rust bucket of a Chevy um, but what stuck out to me was the fact that the whole album is very much about uh, his relationship or our relationship um, as people of color, particularly black people, to America. And he's taken that American flag and he's got it done with that sort of bandana paisley print uh, that's all over it. He's hanging out the window, throwing his middle finger out. Um, and I love that because particularly recently, um, black people, we've had a little bit of a focus on us and our relationship to America. And he does a nice way of, uh, that particular cover is a nice way of showing, yeah, we're very well ro- woven into what's a part of this country. And uh, whether you like it or not, we are here and we're a part of this. And you're going to have to figure out how to reconcile that. Um, he does a lot in that album to kind of go there, but we'll talk about more about that later. Yeah, Joey did a great job with that one. That's we'll a great choice. It was funny, if you, if you take... Joey out of that cover and you put like someone like Kid Rock you wouldn't know the difference yeah. like they, mm-hmm. they thematically fits the same yeah. I'm not saying go buy Kid Rock albums no. or you know anything like that no. but Joey also did a good job with his his cover and related to what his theme was for the album and I just mm-hmm. like 
when people really think about yeah. their music and how art is connected right. to all that, the visuals, and the, I just like that, and I like it's people take it. It's just not like, here, here's my SoundCloud stuff. Right. And I just do the favorite six songs that I like the most. Yeah, like really think about who what you're about connecting it? with, and I really do like that kind of uh, effort. Cool. Um, right. So where are we at? Next up, best EP. Okay, uh, so EPs for those who are you know on the uneducated, the uninitiated, mm-hmm. um, EPs are just shorter out, shorter projects going out, four songs, five songs, six songs. Right. I, I can't. I, I would love to tell you I'm cool enough to know what an EP stands for, <laughs> what ENP stands for, uh, a, you know. But I, I I don't. I just know EP means it's a shorter experience. Here's is usually used as a prelude to a bigger project. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, listen, if you don't like that the baby's in the background, mm-hmm. deal with it. I'm a family man. I, I can't rent a studio every time I need to drop an episode. So if that bothers you, I apologize. But mm-hmm. just, just a cheese in Brooklyn. I got to do my thing. Yeah. So my EP of the year came to a project that came out of nowhere for me anyway. And it introduced me to uh, two Korean uh, MCs who uh, I thought the album was pretty. The, the EP was a great showcasing for what they're going to do and what they're trying to do and is getting me excited for them for 2018 and that's Year of the Ox uh, mm. Y-O-X uh, two okay. Korean uh, MCs um, and the album is like a blend of you know er, er, mid 1995 1997 um, mm-hmm. and the production has some some slight trap elements but I can't even compare it to like Boom Bat East Coast. I, hmm. I gotta compare it to like more of the weirder RZA kind of beats. Okay. Um, it, gotcha. They're really out there embracing more of their heritage, so their sounds hmm. and the palettes of their sounds are all within there. So you have these different sounds that just attracted me. Um, one hmm. of the things I loved about doing this show now is that I force myself to listen to a lot of different right. um, music, um, not only. Um, from my culture or from the typical hip-hop culture but right. there's a lot of people who love hip-hop and you got the year of the ox coming in from a different perspective but just doing it as good as anybody else and i really do appreciate what they were doing nice and simple it's called year of the ox y-o-x ep you can't miss it okay. um seven my key song there is seven rings and they released a new a couple of new songs jet lagged and a more uh, a more i forgot the name of the next single that came out but it was very honest about donald trump and the administration mm-hmm. and i thought it was a good you know they were really in yeah. there like oh you so you're gonna blow up korea like i got family <laughs> there you know i'm not saying i'm like yeah. so just hearing that we may not know a lot of koreans or vibe or have that intimate right. but they do and to just hear from that perspective like i'm hearing you're talking about destroying mm-hmm. this place and i'm like wait i got family right. like and so it's it's just great ep i'm excited for the new year to see what they nice. do yox that's my ep of the year okay dope dope i like that it's good to see us pulling in as we continue to kind of spread that international side over our, where the show hits you know uh but for me my ep uh happens to be injury reserve drive it like it's stolen uh so uh ep for those if uh, I'm that weirdy nerd enough person to actually know the history of EP, uh, so you used to have singles on vinyl. Then you had the EP was the extended play, which was the extension of the single. Here you that's got what, your, That's what the word I was looking for, extended play. Yeah. You got your single and a couple other little songs. Then of course your LP is the full album, the long play, right? So this particular EP fits that perfectly. It's like six records, and they all really flow well together. They just kind of rise from the next one on through. It's a West Coast group. 
Uh, so it has a bit of that West Coast vibe to it, but you wouldn't necessarily know it immediately if you didn't uh, if you didn't know they were from West Coast. You wouldn't like catch it from their slang or from accents or from the beats necessarily. It just has a little bit of that vibe into it, and the dudes can rap. <laughs> you know, I'm always and I'm very rarely gonna pick somebody who can't deliver bars. Bars. Uh, yeah. So these cool. guys can rhyme, uh, and the beats are helping out along the way, and. The, the subject matter is powerful. Uh, it's not just guys who are just out here talking about riding their cars all the time. You know, the driver like it's stolen is a nice little theme, but throughout the album, you'll actually hear them talking about hip hop. You'll hear them talking about black existence and a relationship to the to the country and to the world and to uh, our white counterparts, etc. Um, but it's a lot in that little five to six songs they put in this EP. It's strong. I liked it. I pumped it a lot. Uh, it it was something that I found later in the year. So I didn't get the full year-long play, but once I found it, I was like, I'm playing this all the time. But this is the point of the show. We're going to celebrate mm-hmm. what we like or what yeah. we like, you know, what we listen to in the entire hip-hop. Our love, our love of hip-hop is there, so we know a lot of stuff, but exposing to new things as we celebrate and educate. So you just educated me on something. I got to go back no to that because I, I haven't have no idea what you're talking about because we don't really <laughs> talk about our stuff. Yeah, we don't um, it out like So that, I look forward to hearing that. No doubt. Best mixtape of the year. Next up, it's a tough one. So mixtapes. This is a very difficult thing. Of course, mixtapes, of course, are different from EPs, and it's nowadays mixtapes coming a little harder to judge because you have people who are releasing mixtapes, or what we would call a mixtape, but as far as they're concerned, it's an album or it's just a project, and they don't want to call it a mixtape necessarily. Mixtapes for me is a, like they're using it as a safety to say don't criticize right. me on this. I'm just putting music out. Right. But you know, buy that shit. Right. Like you Drake know? did when he called his album a playlist. It's a playlist. It's not an oh album. God. Don't it was a playlist. It's a playlist. Get I still a, want a Grammy for it though. Yeah. So I have mixed feelings about the mixtape. Of course. You gotta deal with the baby crying boy. That's how the way it is. Um I have mixed feelings about the mixtape. I like mixtapes because it introduces you to things, introduces you to people trying new things, or keeps you relevant if you're mm-hmm. in between making a big project. Absolutely. And I'm cool with all those things. I think the market is flooded, flooded, flooded with mixtapes because mixtapes became hot thing. You mm-hmm. can shout out Little Wayne for that. I, I think he's the one who brought he the mixtape back. Um, so it, it, I'm a little. It's just so much. It's you know if so we if we don't have your mixtape out there, it's just so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it is it's pretty fair good stuff, but a lot of it's like sound the same cookie cutter yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but we do like like at least for at least my mixtape that I caught my attention was mm-hmm. one that really tried to I wouldn't say be different, but wanted mm-hmm. to to old school artists is stepping out of the box and using right. the mixtape medium to try something new mm. it, maybe they played it safe and not making it as an album yeah. which is fine yeah the babies you don't like my choice baby that's okay <laughs> um so Tell i gotta go back to one of the combo don't don't do that you don't gotta be mad at my mixtape selection i think i picked a good mixtape selection don't worry she'll like my choice you'll you'll like sir love day's choice you like you'll like theo's choice gotcha. so my mixtape of the year goes to kill a priest and Fourth Disciples mm. Don't Sit on the Speaker mixtape. And this uh, this mixtape is incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like that pick now? You like that pick? <laughs> she was worried where you were going. That's she was worried where I was going. Khaleesi was worried where I was going. Listen, it's an old school boom bat. Probably not even boom bat. Like before boom bat era. Yeah. Early, eight, early 80s era type 
hip hop, mm-hmm. where hip hop wasn't on the radio yet. Right. What what it was is a DJ taking beats and making it into a beat, live scratching. Right. And the MC rocking it the way it used to be. Oh, that's right. her crying. She's not happy with my pick. I'm sorry, Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna pick your mixtape. <laughs> and it's just like the DJ putting the beat and the MCs grabbing two turntables and a mic yeah. album. So it all go blends together mm-hmm. as a basement party. Right. That's right. what it is. Yeah. And, it, and and Fourth Disciple really stepped out of his box on this right. one. He usually he's very militant Wu Tang type mm-hmm. of style, but he made this party album that I was playing during New Year's Eve because it, <laughs> right. it made me want to move and yeah. we all told people get off the speakers before that's right. my only knock on the album that like they use that one thing Classic to place. start and to end every song get off the speaker kind of segment that they had yeah. and it was a little uh, whatever but the production and the blending and the scratching so much scratching mm-hmm. if you love DJ scratching the way I do I know yes, you do absolutely. there's so much of it going on it's a beautiful beautiful thing and then Killer Priest is so damn smooth mm. lyrically <laughs> just smooth yeah. like he didn't want to drown out the beat he knew the importance of the beat right but he flowed so well yeah. with such command mm. such grace mm. so nimble and then you think it's a, it feels like a party track it feels like you're vibing you're having a good time with right. your friends and then you take a moment to listen to what Killer Priest is saying That's and right. the my man is dropping the serious science on you fools serious well educated well read young brother the, about spiritual stuff religious stuff and mm-hmm. it's like you could f- have a good time but still get this uh, yeah. fifth dimension type thinking Real. and it was just a f- such a fresh a fresh air for me mm. it was everything I wanted in terms of how I want hip hop to evolve and grow and pay respects educate and celebrate that's the perfect album if mm-hmm. that's what we do in the Question Live podcast that was the album for me right. that hit every single thing I love about hip hop it was celebrating it but I was still getting smarter and wiser and I was having a good time it was a brilliant mixtape and everyone should check it out Killer Priest Fourth Disciple, Don't Sit on the Speakers, my mixtape of the year. Fantastic choice. And for me, I had a, a, a feel of, of course, I had to pull in one of my favorite guys. I end up talking about this cat all the time. I feel like he's super slept on, but he's super incredible, and he's starting to get the sort of love he deserves. And that's, of course, Royce the 5'9". Royce the 5'. Yeah, he is now getting up there for me. Yeah, he's had a, a, a collection of bar exam mixtapes. And in the past, what the bar exam was, was it was essentially, yeah, I'm going to take all the hot records that's out here, all these hot beats that y'all love, that's all over the radio, and I'm going to show you what happens when a real MC really just goes in over it and just starts spitting crazy, right? Not choruses, not really writing too many songs, there's a bunch of funny skits usually somewhere on there, and in some places he'll make a sort of comical song hook to it, but most of the time it's just bars over the hot beats, right? This time around, that's there. But he took a bit of a different approach because it starts with uh, a direct sample and a playing of uh, C. Dolores is what it's called. But if those who don't remember, some years back, Miss Dolores decided rap was the target, that all this rap music is obscene and there needs to be some changes to the obscenity laws to block rap music. Uh, from spitting its foul spew, its foul sputum at women, harassing women and dehumanizing women, and that it must be stopped. Uh, and he puts that at the very beginning of the mixtape. So you start by hearing just this woman talking about the terribleness of hip-hop and how if hip-hop is not obscene, then nothing could be considered obscene. 
And he follows that up with just talking about how, you know, rappers used to try and dodge these things, used to try to get away from being disrespectful, used to try to move away from degrading people and try to uplift and try and do better. But now it seems like we're just sitting ducks, uh, doing everything we can to put ourselves as bigger targets as we possibly can. And we're doing more and more to, to do all the things that we said we weren't going to do all that long ago. Uh, and he goes through the rest of the album talking about how rap should be appreciated as an art. He's got a quote from Jay-Z where Jay-Z's talking about how these guys are the great artists and the great writers, how Biggie and Rakim should be considered amongst great writers, uh, along with Bob Dylan. And then he proceeds to just rap, <laughs> rap, rap, rap like the monster he is for the whole bar exam for is ridiculously long. Um, which is the only drawback I had to it was that it takes a lot of time to really sit there and dig through all of what he did and he's spitting his face off and he snatches some beats that are hot on the radio he snatches some beats that are popular and goes over them but he kills it and for me it's a perfect mixtape because it's it's got some thought it's got some skill and most of all it's got a conscious it's got a mind yeah I love my it. favorite track on that is no radio yes amazing what do we got next? Next category. Next up, we're jumping into the overlooked album of the year. What album that you think should have got a little bit more focused than it did? Okay. Um, man. Okay. So, there's a lot of overlooked albums because there's yes. so much stuff coming out and we have access to it. I have instant access to it now. I right. don't have to go to record store and, and look through mm -hmm. it. And everybody now has a laptop and is a laptop producer and a yeah. laptop rapper. I'm not taking shots. Mm -hmm. um, I think my album, my most slept on album of the year. Oh, man. There's a lot. Um, I'm going to... I don't think it's overlooked in terms of the his audience, but just like recognition-wise is... Uh, I think Rock Marciano. Mm. Um, Rose Rosebud's Revenge album. Yeah, Rosebud's Revenge. Um, and that might might be shocking to some people. I, I he made an album that I feel should increase his fan base. Mm -hmm. I know it strengthened his fan base because his right. fan base was was all over that album, and it's definitely in a lot of people's album of the year. But I just feel like it didn't it didn't reach out. Mm. To a wider audience, and maybe that's not the intent. Right. But but I do want yeah, but projects want like this. Yeah. yeah. Wanted to get more ears. Yeah. And yeah. I think he just deserves. It. He's been in the game for yeah. a while. Sure. He's been consistent. This is mm -hmm. by I, I don't know by far, but I do think is 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 his one of his better projects. Is one of his better down. project, yeah. and it's just an amazing piece of work. Um, the. The flow, his flow was his lyrical content is good. I'm up and down on his flow and his yeah. voice from time to time, but his lyrical content and the way he delivers the stuff is great. The production is fantastic, mm -hmm. and overall, it's just a solid package, and it deserves to be on a lot of people's top list. And it mm -hmm. definitely is for me. I just want it to to reach a different audience. So yes. Do the Bandcamp, do the SoundCloud, whatever it is. If you don't want to do iTunes, whatever, because they take forty five percent of your shit, that's fine. I get it, but at the same time, we I want you to I want you to win. Yeah, I want you to win. I want you to get 
on more you know airwaves and and I want you to do tours in Germany when you're 20 years <laughs> in the game like all the other legacy acts do. Right. I just want you to do that because I think you you should be doing more music. I want to hear. I want to hear. I don't want. I don't want to be like yeah. I can't make money off of this, so I'm gonna go be, you know, construction worker somewhere else. Now I want you to do music as long yeah. as I'm here because it's that important to me. So mm-hmm. uh, go check that out. Uh, Rock Marciano, Rosebud's Revenge, a superb album. I think Absolutely. one of the most slept on albums Definitely. of the year. And for me, uh, great choice, by the way. That was a fire album. Um, the one that, for me, is the most slept on or most overlooked, uh, I've got to have to call out one of my favorites, Action Bronson, Blue Chip 7000. Uh, he's, this is the second album, or a second official album, strong from start to finish. One of those albums where I don't skip anything. Uh, it's a bit different from his first album because he's not being as... Uh, exploratory or creative or experimental on this one it's very much a bit more like his old mixtapes where he's like look give me a beat and i'm gonna just go we'll get whoever else on it we'll give it a simple hook and we're just gonna go um and there isn't some big fancy theme tied around it it's just yeah i'm gonna do what i do and he does it he does it well it's fantastic from start to finish i think it deserves a lot more credit than it got um, I hope it gets a few more ears. Not too much I, I would say about it other than if you like beats that punch, if you like uh, rappers who are eponymous, who like to, to pack a lot of uh, uh, impact into their words. They're not rapping a million words a minute. They got some slow flows and they're hitting you in the face with it. Action Bronson, one of those guys, old style rapper. He delivers with uh, Blue Chip 7000. That was my favorite Action Bronson album, period. Fair so, enough. I agree with you. Um, so that's a solid one, mm-hmm. um, and I do like his production on that. It's, yeah. it's some of it is like regular, yeah, but it's some of it's out there, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he's trying some different sounds. So shout out to Action Bronson and keep making munchies. Yeah, yeah, I fantastic. Think. We got great yeah. shows. All right, so let's let's walk away from some of these projects and let's get a bit more individualized. Ooh, so let's talk best verse, just straight up verse. Okay, so best verse is, is listen. If you listen to the show, thank you for listening. You can find us Question Lab Podcast, Gmail, Instagram, all that good stuff. Sir Love Day over in everything. Yeah. Um, my verse is a lot more intimate to me. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a, the most technically mm-hmm. best lyric, but this is for me in the year that I had, right. this verse came in and really did something for me mm. um, in a time where I needed to hear it, or maybe just was Resonate. pinpoint mm. or, or articulated feelings that I had that I didn't really have, and that has to go uh, with Feels, uh, Kendrick Lamar, okay. off the damn album. I think that um, that, especially the opening verse, the opening mm-hmm. verse I'm talking about, yeah. um, where he's really talking about, you know, no one prays for him, but he feels like Things are changing around them. Like he's still the same, but things are changing around them. Mm-hmm. His friends are changing. Things are changing. Everything's changing, and everybody wants and wants and wants, but no one asks what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and dealing with those kind of realities of relationships and, and ups and downs and bed and flows that comes with that, and even maybe the idea that friendship comes in cycles, and you know mm-hmm. people are meant to be there for a season or, or so. Those are real things that people go through mm-hmm. and it was something that I related to very well mm-hmm. um, so when he when I heard that 
verse it, mm-hmm. it stuck with me and I always go back to it when I was even still because um, it was such a difficult personal year right um, and a lot of things I mean even the Crush A Lot podcast changed mm-hmm. so much in terms of personnel and content and how we deliver it yeah. and that song definitely talks about even my relationship with Callie West and how it's, it's vastly different than the way it was and right. hence why she's not on the show right. um, and that's just you know we, we don't got beef with each other it's all love but the nature of our relationship needed to change for the right. survival of our relationship right. you know and that's some deep stuff and that's what resonated with me with that verse so maybe it's not the most technical stuff right, but right. I think in terms of intimacy and being introspective mm-hmm. um, it can't always be about bars right and maybe that's why I'm, I can lean a little more towards Tupac. This is a little, li- little, a little, a little more. He ain't getting my money though. Um, but I, I, that one just hit me. I, I'm, I'm challenging, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to challenge uh, people, MCs, to like make me feel something. I, yeah. I don't want to be blown away by how amazing your bars are. I might find your bars amazing, but if I don't feel it, I'm not going to go back to it over and over and over. I right. want you to get my stream money, too. Right. I want you to get that nickel for every time I play it ten times. Mm-hmm. But you can split it five ways with the company. Yeah, with everybody Fools. else, your agent and your manager and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mariah Carey. She got that game <laughs> unlocked. Every Christmas, she gets like 100 Gs she off of one it. song. Don't matter. She don't, it don't she matter. She down. don't care. She fall down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. So what you that's, got? A great, that's a great choice. It's a, a p- impactful. Um, and for me... I had to go just a straight technical, who's tearing it down, you know, bar for bar breakdown, potency of your verse. Um, and I I couldn't conclude that anybody other than Black Thought uh, delivered the strongest single verse of the year. Uh, he had a guest appearance on the David Banner record uh, called What You Want, and he killed it. Um, of course, this is long before he got on Flex and killed it uh, with a different, uh, I don't know if you want to call that a verse, uh, with it with the, with the dissertation on how to MC uh, on Flex. This was just a, a fantastic verse that from top to bottom, there's no filler, there's no weakness, uh, there's no empty space, there's no line that's, that only has one meeting. Uh, there's no punchline that only has one interpretation or one effect or one target. Each thing he's speaking on, he's speaking on it from multiple layers, multiple levels to multiple people. Um, and he delivers it perfectly as, of course, a man who's been performing like 300 days a year for 20 years would be able to do. Um, and it's a great verse. Top to bottom, there's no questioning it. And I'm glad that he went on Flex and did what he did. Because now when I say this... People who are listening will go, oh yeah, of course. I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Even if they've never heard the verse before, they're more willing to accept it now that they've seen the way he gets down just off of a... Which which you know for a fact, and anybody who's a Black Belt fan knows for a fact, was not a overly thought of and considered verse. <laughs> though he didn't flex. That wasn't him trying super hard to try and be the most savage MC he can. He was just like, alright, I'm going to give him just I'm gonna give him some time. Give him 10 minutes. I'll, I'll do that with it. And he did it. He crushed it. That's best black thought for you. So that's my pick for verse of the year. That is an awesome verse. Massive, massive yeah. verse. Shout uh, out Black Thought. He's he's low key been doing it for a while, and I love mm-hmm. that he doesn't have to drop anything, but he's so relevant. Just a monster at yeah. all times. Uh, next up, our best new artist. Yeah, I'm excited about this because I love discovering new things. Yeah. A uh, shout out to shout out to Y. Jones, who you know, hopefully will get a 
yeah. episode future she's the, like the queen of like up and coming stuff mm-hmm. but uh, for me I love coming back into hip hop I fell out of love with it you know mm-hmm. a few years ago came back and just found it interesting all the different sounds and people who have access yeah. you know funny it's a funny thing um, you know my daughter loves to obviously to watch movies and one of her favorite things to watch is is Ratatouille Yeah. <laughs> and the chef always says anyone can cook it anyone can cook yeah. right and meaning that everyone could cook not but anybody could cook you know mm-hmm. meaning that you don't know when that special right. chef is going to come from and don't think it's just a white guy from from food network right we got some immigrant grandmas who are beast in the kitchen and nice should get more recognition than what they do yeah Fuck you, Food Network. I don't fuck with Bobby Flay. He don't know that Tex-Mex stuff. You don't understand. Nah, listen. So I love hearing, same thing like A Year of the Ox, other MCs from different regions, mm-hmm. different perspectives, um, bringing it to the game. And so my new artist of the year is Anik Khan. Um, mm-hmm. He is a, a Bengali Uh, MC, but he grew up here in Queens, yeah. uh, Queens, New York. Um, his parents migrated over here to make a better life for them, and his parents were like uh, this well-respected uh, family who had degrees, medical stuff, and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and they left to, to do common man stuff, yeah. cabbie stuff, uh, bodega it's, kind it's of stuff, yeah. and to give their kids a better life, and Anik Khan is one of those that took advantage of it and is a very humble guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see him on tour Um, this summer, uh, shout out to Farah um, from Kuwait, mm, yeah. um, 88.8, friend of the show. You know, so Anik Khan brings us a world perspective. So his beats and his lyrics come from that perspective. So you get a lot of fusion of things. You get hip hop, you get the trap, you get the, the Afro beat, right. you get the Bengali stuff in there too. And, and you mm-hmm. mix it in and you get this album that's refreshing, sincere, very very uh, vibe heavy. Um, the vibe is great, but it, he does some singing. So there's a little like, you know, singing, rapping stuff. I'm not going to say he's the best lyricist. I'm just saying the package, yeah. the way he delivered it was just a fun album. Um, and it goes to a lot of places that I think... Uh, black and brown folks would really, really like. I think it's mm-hmm. another album you can put on New Year's Eve and just rock out to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really well produced, really well written, and some very sincere songs in there, um, and the sounds are great. So if you're into like trap, Afro beat, good mm-hmm. vibes, good feelings, yeah. um, and some really thought-provoking uh, stuff, then you're gonna like Anik Khan. So check him out. He's over at Empire Records. Um, check. He's gonna be on tour. He's a New York guy, so you know yes. he's gonna be around a lot. So there it yes. is, Anik Khan. All right, cool. Good choice. Uh, I'm going to jump it a little bit different. My person uh, is from uh, New Orleans. And it's not so much a person as it is an entity, a group. Hi. So I'm talking about Tank and the Bengas. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, Tank and the Bengas has been around for some years now. Um, so again, of course, this is the, the fluidity of the idea of a new artist. Um, but in this particular case... They're new to me a little bit, right? I discovered them when they won the NPR Tiny Desk Concert Competition uh, and they got to perform there. And I watched that whole performance and I've since then watched it maybe 15 times. You can find it on YouTube, NPR Tiny Desk Concert. Popular series. They tear it off. Yeah, they've got all sorts of people up there from Common and Chance and uh, Tyler, Tyler the Creator. John Legend, everybody else has been up there. T-Pain even did a, a joint up there with no auto-tune. 
Right. Shout out to Small Professor for this track right now. Um, yes, for sure. And they tore it down. I was very much impressed with what they did by their full band, by the, the artists, the vocalists all working together, the way that their stuff was written, the depth of their writing when you listen to it multiple times and really see the, some of the intricacies and how they're telling their stories. Realize that these, these cats got something coming. Uh, so I say what you need to do, you want to talk about the best new artist, you need to go look and take a, a eye or two of the tank and the bangers. They got it. That's a great pick. I need to uh, definitely try to listen to them a little more. We're gonna re- we're gonna start this from the beginning, right? Like, sure. like we, I love Arkanelic so much. I gotta bring him back <laughs> for all you podcasts out there. Hey, Just to let you know. All right. What we got next? So next up, we're gonna get into a big one. Song of the year. Okay, I still haven't made up my mind on my song of the year. <laughs> um, cause I, it's not easy. No, packed year. It's not. It's a packed year. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this was tough. Uh, there's a lot of great songs, and I might surprise people with my pick. But I think I had to, I had to measure it through what I was playing a lot, what right. I always went back to. Right. Maybe it's not the most technical. Maybe it's not the most popular. Maybe it's not even radio right. on the radio. Because I'm not a Z100. Oh my God, I don't do no Macklemore crap. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't do that. Of course. Jeezy kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Sorry, Gerald. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I gotta go to the one song that I connected to a lot, but also my partner connected to and introduced me to my new artist of the year, mm. Anik Khan. Anik Khan for me had the song of the year mm-hmm. with the song Kites, which mm. is also his lead single to his album and also the name of his album. Um, Kites is this very refreshing um, song. And it... it, Something fell. Yeah. Things fall. I know it fell. (laughs) People's hearts when they heard my pick. (laughs) Right? So Anikan... Yeah. So Anikan... So Kites is... He starts off singing... I'm holding on by a thread. That's how mm-hmm. he said. I'm holding on by a thread. Don't mark my my mark my singing. <laughs> um, and he just goes into this lyrical dance about he's barely holding on. He should be happy with where he is, but he's not, and he doesn't quite understand why. He has everything he wanted, but he's just not happy, mm-hmm. and he's um, really depending on his partner to be his anchor and his backboard or just his mirror as we shall all inspire expire expire inspire uh, aspire aspire GD work for me homie um, <laughs> to to have you know a lot of people want to you know I want to have a trophy well, no 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 your partner at least in my estimation should be a mirror mm-hmm. to you and I think that he's expressing that and that just related very well to where I was in terms of my relationship with my partner but it's just a great song driven by this nice uh, acoustic sound with some real nice hip hop elements to it um, and some great trombone work at the mm. end that really close the song really well um you should definitely check it out kites uh and i shouldn't be surprised because i did yeah. last year my song of the year was Redbone. right so this is in the same light of that so mm-hmm. people like want that song a lot of hip-hop songs don't blend themselves well to be song yeah. of the year yeah. for a lot of reasons um yeah. so she wants to get in here she wants daddies she heard <laughs> she loves kites so kites anik khan is my song of the year you should definitely check it out no doubt 
Uh, and for me, my song of the year, um, I had to also go back and look through most played. I was like, all right, let me see what iTunes says I played the most. Um, and I was like, well, I don't care about this list anymore. All right, let me try again. <laughs> let me look from a different angle. And I went to my playlist that I always keep each year as a new album comes out. I throw it into this best of the year playlist. And every album that comes out goes in the playlist. And as I play it, I the same songs become disgusting. I delete those songs from the playlist. And I was looking through it, and I was looking through it, and I was looking for songs that still had high scores and hearts on them. And I found the song that I play all the time. And I forget that I play it all the time because it's fairly short. But it says so much, and it's so wonderful to me, and I enjoy it, and I sing it. And I, I love the position it puts everyone around me at work when I play it. love to see the reactions from people at work when I play it. That song is by Jadena, uh, who had a wonderful album this year, um, All Hail the Chief. Uh, wonderful album. And that song is White Niggas. Okay. White Niggas uh, is a beautiful song where he sings about uh, how... Uh, he kind of presents this world where white people are treated the way black people are treated. Um, you know, we kind of starts it off with... Great conversation song. Right. What if you and your wife, Caroline, were treated like me and mine? Um, and he kind of talks about the process of what it's been like and what it would be like uh, if it was white on white crime that was all over the news. And what if that's what you saw every single night on Nightline? What if instead of you worrying about chasing down these young black men. They're in your house. They're kicking over your wine bottles. They're uh, shooting your dogs. And they're chasing your pill-popping wife. Because the truth is, y'all use more drugs than the rest of us. Um, and so, it's a beautiful song, and I love to play it all the time. I happen to work in an office with a fairly large amount of white folk. Um, <laughs> at least with a couple of them. And uh, <laughs> so, I'm not saying anything that's going to get you fired. I love to throw it on and let it be heard and love to see the reactions I encourage people to do the same I learned a little trick from my cousin this year at a Kwanzaa celebration she told me this newer thing to do that works perfectly with, with uh, Jadena's song White Niggas I'm going to put it on and what she says that she does that she finds to be super entertaining it's a great way to just release some stress and feel better while well, you're walking down the street particularly in a gentrified neighborhood you see a white couple or an individual male who is white or a woman who is white you run up to them you look them right in the face you say, get out of my neighborhood, nigger. And just watch the reaction. And enjoy that moment as their confusion and half joy, half anger runs over their faces and they don't know how to react. That's that's perfect and that's part of what I love this why I love this song so that's much. That's a great pick. It's also one of the songs I listen to a lot. Yeah. Great, um, great, great, great one. one. We're finally down to our last three. We've run through a bunch of crushies, we've done album cover, we've done mixtape, EP, out al- overlooked album. Best verse, best new artist. We've done our song of the year. Now, the big three. Best album. What is the album of the year, as it were? Okay, I cheated. You cheated, uh oh. I cheated because I couldn't make up my mind. Ah. I couldn't make up my mind. I understand that. Because it was a great year. It was. So, if you, I, I talked a lot about it in a, the last episode uh, when we did honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't. I couldn't decide because there was two. Now, I've been interacting with a lot of people who are very hardcore hip-hop lovers in terms of the particular brand of hip-hop they like. They right. like their hardcore boom-bat 
kind of South Conway, right. West Side Gun type of music. Right. Um, and did a great resurgence covered that back mm-hmm. with that. And um, I'm a big fan of that movement. So right. a lot of people associate me with that. Right, naturally. And, and, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. I have, I'm open to all types of music. So even though I'm, I don't like trap so much, I've opened... I'm yeah. open to it. Hence right. why you got the Andy Minio on the list. Hence why you got Nikon on the list. Um, and even YOX on the list. They all have some trap elements. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I think about the essence of hip-hop, right. I think about black and brown folks in the struggles mm-hmm. being pillaged of their art, being yeah. pillaged of their talent, of their gold. Mm-hmm. And coming from that to create art in times of despair, when there's time to put up our flags and, and wave for equality and things like that. So yeah. I've always seen hip hop that way, mm. you know, with the message, uh, with yeah. with Public Enemy, with KRS One, and maybe even some early Africa Bambada stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've always geared towards that. Now I know that's not commercially viable. Not always, <laughs> you know. So, but that's for me the essence of hip hop. Yes, hardcore MC, you know, I love that. But that's '90s hip hop. That's not the birth of hip hop, mm-hmm. you know. So my albums really have a, a, a birth of hip hop type of feel to it for okay. in terms of the way I interpret it. So I have two. I'll talk about one. One is from Philly. Um, is a MC and a producer. The MC is Zillaraka. The producer is more small professor together they're called the career crooks their album's called good luck with that right um and it is for me an album that is amazing in terms of consistency mm-hmm. production high quality rhymes high quality lyrics and just coming from a place of like we're not here to necessarily make money we're here to just put our passion out there right. and it, I just feel it with every song and every track and the way things are layered and put together yeah. and constructed for me Career Crooks did an album that is slept on should be mm. talked more about and yeah. they should be more in the front forefront of what we're trying to do in hip hop I think it's accessible to mm. everybody and they're doing different things with the production like small professors production on this album is absolutely stellar for sure stellar um corrupt novelist beat itself um Zilla Rocket sent it to me in an email just the beat because I just wanted the beat yeah, yeah by itself the beat itself is is amazing and we shouted it out that earlier in the episode mm-hmm. um it is just one of those albums that just took me on a journey and didn't let me go and I still mm-hmm. listen to it now um, once some money clears up, I'm gonna go buy some of their merchandise. I'm just gonna support it. It's just one of those albums that yeah. just did it for me. Yeah. So check it out, Career Crooks, one of my albums of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people will be disappointed uh, with that whatsoever. And then my my, I guess my true number one is the one that came out earlier in February and just stayed. I mean, those January mm-hmm. February albums are really it's against. Yeah, struggle because you're gonna have to hold it my attention yeah. all the way through mm-hmm. instead of something that dropped like a couple of days ago and then exactly. I'm supposed to find out if this is the album of the year. Yeah, it's tough. I, that's kind of tough. But there's one album that did do that, and that's mm. um, Odyssey's Iceberg. Mm. Um, Odyssey was someone that I've been talking about 
since I started the, the podcast. Sure. Um, and he is a conscious rapper. I don't know if he likes that term, but right. he's definitely aware of what's going on. He puts it out there. Absolutely. But I like it because he's writing his own stuff. He's producing his own stuff. He's mixing in his own stuff. Mm-hmm. And this album, he, he said, you know what? My sound, my typical sound blends well with live in- instruments with live musicians let's go in that direction and right. that's what he did and it still sounds like an odyssey album but having a fantastic bass uh, a bass uh, player right. of fantastic drums played by real people mm-hmm. just makes takes that album to a different level mm-hmm. and it's soulful it's heartful and it i saw him live and it was it translates so well live a lot of hip-hop mm. Don't translate well live. Yeah. I mean, some of the turn up stuff effect. does. Yeah. Like I've been to turn up shows and like I have no idea what to say, but the energy's there, right? Oh well, yeah, sure. I, he dropped this same album came out in a live version, mm-hmm. so that says a lot about how people received it and and, and enjoyed it. Yeah, true. That's my album of the year, Career Crooks and Odyssey's Iceberg. Are, for me, what hip hop is all about, and nice. I want everyone to definitely take 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 one listen to it and. If you agree, let us know. If you don't, let us know. Questionlapodcast.gmail.com, all that good stuff. Well, Sir Loveday, where are you at with your album of the year? So mine's is surprisingly coming from the same sort of place mentally. So for me, I did have the two that kind of went back and forth for me. That were the albums that I was kind of looking at as these were the albums of the year. But it, it definitely both came from the idea of what for me is a great hip-hop album about. What is a great hip-hop album? What is it? contain what does it sound like what is what is it not supposed to have what is it supposed to have um and i found that ultimately in my album of the year i had all of the things that were there in all of the greatest hip-hop albums that i've always loved the things that i loved about the illmatic about uh, uh ready to die about um reasonable doubt the things that were great about those when you're talking about great, great rhyming, uh, just fantastic MCing. Uh, we're talking about good production, uh, but varied production, right? So it's not always the same exact type of drums. We're talking about different drums, talking about sampling and and uh, a bunch of different ways of production of putting together beats. Um, and we're talking about different construction of beats. We're talking about some skits, uh, you know, a little skit here and there, some comedy in there to to lighten the mood. Uh, content actually talking about real life situations uh talking about relationships talking about the reality of the world they live in uh features from great artists you know this was all a part of what for me was the album of the year and that's rhapsody's layla's wisdom uh so this for me is without a doubt um right up there that and 444 were my competing albums um 444 largely because of its message and information and the tightness of the production and that's such a short sweet album that it kind of punches you in the face with with its good stuff and then gets out of the way um, before you have too much to criticize <laughs> right whereas Layla's lasts much longer um but it's a great album it has all of the things those great albums has it has features from great artists on it you got the legendary Busta uh you've got Kendrick on there you've got a, a bunch more that I won't even uh, get into but the subjects that she tackles, the, the way she tackles them, it's phenomenal. And it's so refreshing to have an album that 
feels and sounds like old albums where those albums were really trying to bring you into someone's world where it wasn't like oh hey you're just gonna check out some hot songs these songs are kind of hot you walk around these beats are hot check it out it's no you're really gonna walk away feeling like you know rhapsody after this you're gonna feel like you know a bit of her life by the time the album is over because she's telling you about how she's dealt with relationships she's telling you other things her parents have told her what it was like growing up in this environment what it was like dealing with these things and you get a sense of who this person is which is what our music used to do which is why we used to feel like yo nas is my man yo nah big is my man yo nah i know jay i know these people she did that on this album and it's so so great to get that from an artist who's new to be able to say that that's the case from someone who's not like a 10 year i've got three other albums out kind of guy it's cool to get that from fab and and the rest of them but i want to hear that from somebody brand new here's somebody who's technically brand new and it just so happens it's a female rapper that she's not out here talking about shaking the tail she's not half naked she doesn't have to talk about slobbing knob she doesn't talk about how good she is in the, in the sack she's actually just going out there and rapping and making music that any artist can be made doesn't have to be made by a female artist fire it's it's hard to not respect and love that on so many levels so it was those things that really kind of pushed it above 444 for me and also just for replayability i can replay 444 over again but the sequencing of 444 the way it ends it ends on such a succinct note that to loop it back into kill jay-z feels out of place when you go back to that top of the song, it kind of jars everything and messes you up. Uh, whereas with Layla's, I can kind of let that loop and doesn't throw me off too much. Yeah, I haven't listened to the Layla so much. Mm-hmm. I did, you know, I got it. I heard the buzz. Like, right. I just, I only downloaded. It. I didn't really listen to it mm-hmm. when it first came out. I, the buzz was out there. I was listening to so much stuff, yeah. and I tend to. Yeah. And this is not a good thing that I do. I, I, I hold myself to this. When I hear people talk about things, I just don't listen to it i just moved to <laughs> I, I just moved left yeah i started listening to other things um but i started to put it on my playlist a couple mm-hmm. of songs at a time and it and i'm not looking at what's next i right. randomize it and every time she came on it was just like hold up stop what's this again i had to look at my phone and be like yo oh okay oh bus is on that mm-hmm. yo oh, oh, oh kendrick's on this and then mm-hmm. and slowly the production and mm-hmm. the way she delivered things and how smart she is i'm like hold up this girl knows her stuff as yeah. an MC, she was delivering something that was very very special and i can yeah. tell through the songs like okay i need to listen to this entirety thing from beginning to end and really really breathe what she's saying and i've done mm-hmm. it a few times but not enough for me to with confidence to say right. this is fantastic it's great but i can't i i'm not there yet uh, i want to listen to it more that's only because i really started listening to her now yeah. so i might make an amendment like I might come back and be like, yo, I'm with Sir Love Day right, on this one. Right. Um, and that's fine. You know, but yeah. I'm I'm happy she's on the list. I'm happy she's getting love. I hope the numbers are there to to really push her. Yeah, that right. that would make me happy as well. Cause I think we need more of her. So that's a Absolutely. great great pick. Where are we at? What's next? So last two. Producer of the year. Alright, producer of the year. Man, this there's been some great production and, and I think mm-hmm. production is is very it's a very hard topic for me to talk about because either you like their sound or you don't. Yeah, straight up. Most of the time, there's it's not a, a yeah. There's not a producer like I like these it. two tracks, but I don't like you like that sound that they produce, or you don't. Mm. My opinion. Mm. So I can rock with someone like uh, Mike. Will made it, mm-hmm. 
Right. I like his production style, but I don't mess with Metro Booming. Mm. And he's very popular and does yep. some good stuff from what I hear. Right. But but from what I hear, when I hear it, I don't work. get it. It doesn't work. It doesn't, ca- it doesn't work for me. It doesn't pass the taste test. Yeah, and it's not a tur- it's not a, a trap thing because there's right. some trap things that I do listen that to that I mm-hmm. that I do like. Um, so put that as a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Saying that, I tend to go with boom bat right. soul samples type of stuff yeah. because of the RZA, right? So the yeah. RZA, anything close to RZA. Is is always good for me, but it's also dangerous <laughs> because if you don't live up to that, yeah. don't do it. Right. And I think I found someone who not only lives up to it, <laughs> but has a shot to really do some great music mm. for a long time. Yeah. And he's ushering in a very special time in hip hop mm. with that Griselda label, mm. with the Conways, mm-hmm. the West Side Gun, the Benny the Butchers, right. El Camino. I'm super excited to say my producer of the year had a catalog this year that was, mm. for me, second to nobody else. Mm. And that's saying a lot because a lot of people I, I've liked. Yeah. And that's Derringer. Yeah. Derringer is amazing, breathtaking, and I'm just, I just want more. And, mm. and as much as I love the Griselda boys, right. I'm equally excited anytime they drop something to hear Right, what Garriger got yeah. because he's just laying the canvas for these boys to do their things mm-hmm. and yeah you can say these guys are special and they definitely are and they, they I'm are. excited to watch and they're going to have a big 2018 on the Shady mm-hmm. but let's not get it twisted that's the mastermind right he's like essentially like the RZA mm-hmm. he's putting all these things together and he's behind the scenes with his big ass glasses like, <laughs> my man is out there doing things that are just special and putting things together that are different sounds but yet so similar and menacing and sinister and and adding some trippy jazz shit but next thing you know it's it's this far off weird stuff but it just mm-hmm. works and he just knows his talents well and he knows yeah. how to make beats for them and it's just refreshing to hear that kind of level of detail, that kind of level of creativeness, that level of consistency, right? To the point where, yes, Griselda boys are gonna drop stuff. I want to hear it because what Darringer is doing, <laughs> and that's for me when hip hop is great. Nice. When you know you're gonna get bars, right. but you also know you're gonna get beats. Yeah, and that's equally important. I don't think producer gets an, any producer get as the amount of credit they do, mm. but. Darringer for me really brought me back into why I loved hip hop so much, and nice. so that's my producer of the year. Dope. And shout out to Gallo Point, he's also doing it. Yeah. Um. So and um, Big Ghost mm, is also doing it. Those course. three right there are are just for me salivating, like salivating <laughs> for anything they touch, and they love to do albums with one MC, which right, is something right. we talked about on this show. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about one MC, one producer, 10, mm-hmm. 12 songs, gimme. And that's right. what you're getting in this re, re, re-emergence mm-hmm. in hip-hop. It's such a special thing. And, that's you great. know, you got albums like Career Crooks, mm-hmm. one MC, one producer. Yeah. You got Vic Spencer out of Chicago doing things with Big Ghost. Yeah. You got all the Dar- all the uh, Griselda boys with Darringer. Gallo Point has his whole his whole crate division mm-hmm. with Daniel Son and with oh man I'm forgetting people's names. <laughs> um, Daniel Son with um, Smooth um, oh, mm. and 
you know, it, it's just great. Even Mayhem, uh, Mayhem Loren mm-hmm. with DJ Muggs, uh, yep. Equinox. It's just a special time for people like us who who felt disenfranchised with the radio and the mm-hmm. hip hop and forgot us. We got you to this to this place of of success, and then you threw us out the door for more of the new stuff, which is fine. We get it. We get the rotation of things, right, right. but I feel like our Roman's yeah. vengeance is here. Yeah, and and. And I like where we are. It's going to be a great 2018. I'm I'm super excited mm-hmm. for what, and we'll talk about the next episode. But oh, yeah. Darringer for me, and you can tell in my face, <laughs> this guy really did something to me this year that makes me feel like wow, we're in a, we're in good we're in a good place. We're in yeah. a good place. So Darringer, shout out to you. Keep doing your thing. I can't mm. wait. Nice. Well, that's a great pick, and I I can't deny that at all. It's fire. I, I won't I won't deny the power of what he's doing, um, and how enjoyable it is to hear that type of production. Uh, happening again and not always from the same sources and to know that it's still living and growing uh, but for me my producer of the year uh, is a guy who I've had the pleasure to meet um, and speak to and talk to about production um, and it was clear then however many years ago that was that he's of the mind that as a producer this is something not every artist or not every craftsman has that how he builds what he builds and the way he gets to it and the, the, the techniques and the machines and the systems that he gets to, anybody can have that. He doesn't feel uh, uh, scared to put out to you and to share with you, here's how I got to that. Here's how I got to that point in that sound. Here's how I found how to flip this bass or flip that sample. Because he believes wholeheartedly that it's still about who you are as the creator and the artist and how you work with the artist you're working with to create that sound. So he's not worried about being pushed out because he gives all his tricks away. And so you can see if you watch what he's been doing, he gets out there and he works with everybody. And he'll open doors of his uh, studio and bring in 30 up-and-coming, unsigned, never-heard-of, nobody producers and spend hours with them in his lab, just chopping it up, going over how this goes together, how this works, how that works. And helping them develop and helping them understand how he got signed, how he worked with this artist, how he got to this place with this artist. And he is one of those people who was spearheading that sort of movement of, I'm going to get with an artist, let's get with this particular artist, and let's just me and you vibe out and work out a project together. And he's been doing that for a while. He was a part of the super team of people who were who were helping a lot of shady artists get to where they were. Um, and he's done it with a bunch of other artists. He's been all over the place, had a huge year. He was uh he's on a Moana soundtrack, he's on I know you're talking uh, about he's on Layla's two, Wisdom. Two time Grammy nominee. Uh, he's all over the place. The guy's phenomenal. He's incredible and genuinely just a nice guy, uh, who really cares about the art and the craft. I'm talking about Illmine. Great pick. Boy, Illmine is a beast. Not only is his production great on its own. You know, not only did he have a great year of making some great stuff that sounded phenomenal with artists from all over, right? You, you can't pinpoint him into a particular sound. He's been everywhere and he's worked with everyone. Um, but not only has he done that, but his blap kits have blown up and have been all over the industry. So even if 
you didn't have him produce your beat or he didn't work with somebody to produce anything on that album, there's still a chance that he's present on that album he's one on way Kendrick's or another. He's on Kendrick's album and he gets is. no credit for it. Right. Because they use his kit. Because they use his black kits and his stuff is out there everywhere. He makes great sounds, creates his own samples, makes great samples. He's he's a, a wizard. He's that the sort of pioneer in my eyes. He's the, one of those guys who in 10, 20 years time, when we're looking back at hip-hop and we're thinking about how this sort of revolution in production um, has come along, he's that unspoken of, unsung hero in that process because he's been one of those advocates, one of those big flag wavers saying, yo, stop just sending out to producers for them to send you a beat. Get in there with them, vibe with them, build a feeling with them, build a collaborative motion with them, and you'll get great music out of that process. And that's what we've been seeing and that's great. And I'm a huge fan of the dude going back like <laughs> probably almost 20 years now. Uh, big fan of this cat. He's phenomenal and incredible. Ilmind's my producer of the year. Yeah, Ilmind. I love Ilmind. That's a great choice. He did one of my favorite albums two years ago, Andy Minio's Uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they're working together again. Yeah. You listening, Andy? Oh, you listening. Get him back. <laughs> um, I, I love that he's diverse. He's not one thing or the other. Yep. But he's definitely unique because his sounds are very unique. Um, and one thing he does a lot that I love that he does the, the pasta ox, mm-hmm. um, ox chord, ox. Yeah. Um, Events where you can mm-hmm. come as a producer and just plug in your ox and play beats for him and he'll give you feedback. I yeah. love that he's not keeping like the industry, industry secrets to himself. He's yeah. very much any producer out there. He's like really about giving people access and mm-hmm. picking his mind. He also has a beat thread uh, yep. app um, that I encourage people to go and put their music up and get feedback. Uh, I, it's a great and I, I don't make beats. I want to make beats. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan to make beats um, yeah. because I, you know. One of the things I love about this show is that people that we are now connecting to mm-hmm. are just like us. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, why not us? Why not us? Why not us? Yeah. So I got, I got, I got a two year thing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. But you might get an EP coming mm-hmm. in two years. We'll see. But yeah, ill mind, fantastic choice, um, and fantastic guy, and I think it's great for hip hop. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Moana. <laughs> All right, so now the big one, the finale, the last crushy artist of the year. Yeah, artist of the year is my daughter cries in the background because she don't want the show to stop. <laughs> um, my artist of the year is not even on any of my lists mm. because for me, she she don't want me to stop. I hear you, boo boo. <laughs> for me, it's because it's not about necessarily what he did musically, right. even though I do think he released. A solid album. I don't think it was the best album. Okay. I think it was a solid album. Um, let me just put the name out there. So my artist of the year is is Logic. Mm, okay. um, Logic is a MC that intrigues me mm-hmm. because. I had to put some Derringer up in there. <laughs> this track, just this track is everything. I might, I might just let it play for the whole show. Hold up, hold up. Oh my God, Derringer! Uh, Logic's my artist of the year. Um, he's been consistent. His last three albums have been very, very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very solid. Um, 
Production-wise have been good. Lyrically, he's been good. He has a nice flow. He bounces well. So lyrically, mm-hmm. sonically, I think he's where he's supposed to be. And I think he obviously has a bigger fan base than most people. That might be yeah. a little frustration, frustrating for some people because he's a white MC. Right. And because he's a white MC, he has a bigger audience. Yeah. Um, he has access to different people because, you know, you know how it is. I don't want to get people mad, but you know, white people stick up for white people in a way that's weird, um, and they're willing to put money into that. But I also think that he had a good years in terms of his messaging, mm-hmm. and my dude is putting things in the forefront that I believe are things we need to talk about in terms of mental health. And because he put it out there, and he's putting it out there for people to have conversation and not to be toyed with or laughed with or just being um, vulnerable enough to put it out there, I feel like. He is deserving of that Now mm-hmm. If it's a genuine thing Or if he took it from other people The ideas I'm yeah. not here to debate that yeah. The fact is It's out there There's a conversation He built a tour around it right. And I do believe That he's sincere about it There's nothing that I've seen Or heard That made me think That he's not sincere about it This beat right. is just crazy By the way right. um, So I needed to Give him my artist of the year Because of the messaging And I want hip hop To really get there Um so for me, logic, if you like his music or not, if he's a polarizing figure or not, is not for me is irrelevant. For me, in terms of what he's trying to do for the culture and the bigger community, right. I have to salute him. I have to because it, that's where I was this year. And I can imagine a lot of people were in that in kind of the weird spaces and heard his mm-hmm. music or messaging. And he probably saved a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. And we encourage people to get those resources. And I, 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 I can't knock that. That's my artist of the year, okay. uh, Logic. No doubt, I respect that. Heavy. Uh, for me, my artist of the year represents a couple of key things. Uh, one, it's the idea that as an artist, you can always reinvent yourself. Uh, that you can always express yourself however you want to. Uh, it's all about the freedom, the bravery to do so. Uh, just taking the opportunity to step in and do it. Uh, and then also the notion that you are speaking to a lot more people than you realize that you have a massive platform um, and that you can let it be known. Um, and so my artist of the year is Jay-Z. Uh, as much as I love 444, as much hate as Jay-Z naturally draws to himself um, because he's so big, because he's so successful, um, because he doesn't manage his success the way we always want him to, uh, or because he doesn't always have the albums we want or there's always debates about the albums or when they drop or how good he was here and then of course there's always the question of well they've been saying he was better back in the day since 2000 uh, 2001 or 2002 saying oh he used to be better um, and that comment still exists now and not that long ago we were going nah he's washed up Listen to this verse. Oh, this verse. This verse on this remix of whatever is black. Oh, he can't even do it anymore. Oh, he's doing these slow flows, these more modern flows. Ugh, he's blah, blah, blah. And then he turns around and drops 444. And then only is he delivering like the lyrical monster that those of us who are uh, conscious of those sort of things and that care are like, yeah, he's always been that nice. We get it. He could do that. Uh, you don't lose it all just by being a few years older than you were last year. The the, the how not that much has, has fallen off. It's not like basketball. Four years later, you're not trash. You can still do it. It's not a physical game. Your knees don't fall apart. It's mental. So as long as you're sharp and your wits, then you'll be all right. 
Um, but not only did he bring it lyrically as an MC, doing good structures, doing different flows, doing great uh, wordplay, but he also brought a subject. He also brought topics that matter. You know, he he came and, and delivered it in a way that was palatable. So he had been saying previously about his purchasing of art, but here he is finally talking about his purchasing of art from a perspective and in a way that we can understand why his purchase of art should be something we care about and not just from a position of, you know, look at me, I'm dope because I purchased art, but <laughs> look why I purchased this art so that I can appreciate and I can pass the value of this art down to my children so that they can have or build wealth off of what I've delivered to them. And having him talk a, a bit about, uh, you know, understanding and financial literacy um, and the building of actual wealth, along with actually coming out and being honest uh, about talking a little bit more about his relationship in ways that he doesn't normally do. Um, it was helpful to a lot of people. And it was it was nice. Uh, and then also having him talk about his blackness, as he has in the past, again. But this way, this packaging of it, the way he presented it, the thoroughness and the perspective that he presented it from finally made it clear or clearer to people exactly where he stood on that. You know, he might have screamed it on uh, uh, Watch the Throne. Um, I love black. I love us. But hearing him talk about it in a way in the story of OJ gave you a different perspective on what he means when he says he loves black. He loves us. You know, and so getting that depth from him because we knew he could explain it. Having him finally explain it was dope. And so for me, he's the artist of the year, not just because of what he did with that album, but because of how he used that to reposition his entire brand and push himself back out to where he wanted to be um, and kind of knock all of the, <laughs> the, the dusty hate off of him uh, and reestablish himself really quickly. And then how he then has rolled out the the presentation of that album because it's been out for a while yeah but we're just getting videos right we still got videos that we received like a week ago another video just dropped and he's continually keeping that uh the music fresh for people and keeping people coming back to it you know why are we just getting a remix of family feud from from rappers today for an album that dropped months ago because he just put out the video for it and made it hot again and so now little wheezy <laughs> decides I gotta jump on this new heat like this isn't a four month old song and Drake jumps on it too but that's just a part of the, the greatness of what he did so he's my artist of the year for how he decided to re-enter the game uh, musically cemented himself, dropped a quality album while rapping well, sold well did all the things we expect from a dope rapper and without a doubt in like six months time people are going to be hating on him again it's a part of the process yeah with well, Jay is part of the process okay. I don't really hate you know but he did his thing you know with the fun of his records going up to 440 like mm -hmm. I've been critical about it because I just wanted more from him mm -hmm. I, he had a chance to be the goal he may be the goal I don't yeah. know yet at least not with me not yet but this one has really I can fall back a little bit because mm -hmm. I think he brought it not only did he brought it he brought what I wanted him to bring mm -hmm. sincerity honesty and he brought himself back to our level where before the critique is like he he got a little too bougie <laughs> like a little he got he's a little full of himself which he is but 
I feel like he's reaching back down to us and like, okay, I'm trying to bring people up. So, you know, I'm on board with that. And uh, that's a great pick um, from your perspective um, in, in terms of artists of the year. Uh, we want to know what you what you guys are. What's your artist of the year? What's your album of the year? Your best right. new artist? We want to know that. We want, what was it to new music? Yeah. Uh, producers, whatever. Hit us up. Crushalotpodcast at gmail.com. That's on Insta. you find me on Instagram on that. On Twitter, you can find me on Crush a Lot Cheese, Sir Love Day, everywhere. Yeah, Twitter. Uh, you can find them Instagram. on Brazer, under Black Magic. I'm there. If you want to. Um, all that good stuff. Thank you for checking out the show. This is, the, I guess, our official last episode of the year, even though the new year is here. Right. Um, but we're going to close that off, and then we're going to come quickly back into our best or things that we're looking forward to and we're going to keep right. doing some series we'll do an 80 series we'll do some 90 series we'll do mm-hmm. maybe a native tongue series uh, we'll do mm-hmm. some summer stuff there's my baby she's excited to see me yeah. um, and thank you for checking out the show we appreciate it if you want to be on the show crush a lot podcast at gmail.com shout out to everyone who's been listening to the show and giving us uh, great love and, and, and feedback shout out to Sunblaze Thanos yes. RY Celestial Beans yes. uh, Brotherhood 603 for, for our new intro hope you guys like it and you know keep it crushing keep it good keep, take care of one another and you know mental health is a serious thing so let's yeah, treat each other with empathy and compassion and we wish everyone a great 2018 peace